second half action in store for you on this Friday edition of Main Street Sports today. We'll be joined by Joe Rexroad coming up at the top of the hour from the Athletic Nashville, a potpourri of things to get in. Discussion with him. Also, we've got uh, what we're looking ahead to the weekend, sports, entertainment, a lot of stuff, always a food conversation to be had as well, and potential new buyers, owners for the Blazers of Portland. Those conversations and more to be had. Back to the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, and the Sundrop kid from Alabama, Chris Yao. It's half number two on Friday, the final countdown. Gentlemen. Yes, yes, yes. Number two. Pumped up. <laughs> half number two. Not to be confused with what the umpire was doing during his 10-minute break. <laughs> That's my fault. You did it. That's my fault. You did it. I I should have known better than to lead him down that path, right? I'll take the blame on that one. We have have several solid topics uh, to get to in this segment because, one, college baseball is underway, and it sounds as if Georgia Tech wishes it wasn't. Underway. That's, that is that's where I was headed. I, I want to go check and see if we've got a final in that one. Uh, bottom of the ninth, fifteen to eight pumps. Well, it was eleven two at one point, so the Jackets have made a little bit of a run. But I don't well, think that they didn't start their number one. Um, and when you're the number two seed, I'm not sure you can necessarily get away with that. And Clearly, they couldn't. Yeah, they tried. They 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 tried to bullpen this game, and it didn't work. Q, uh, Q DJ Khaled, congratulations. Yeah, you not, played yourself. Uh, Thomas Harrington, the Campbell Camels number one, did go mm. 111 pitches in seven innings, gave up five earned runs on nine hits, walked two, struck out two. Um. Uh, Cameron O'Brien has gotten one and two-thirds outs. Still one more to get. But certainly appears that that Campbell came into this game feeling like if we win this one, we're in a better spot than if we lose it. And I'm not sure how true that is necessarily. Um, But Georgia Tech... Well, it's certainly true. I mean... Well, you still play the same amount of games either way. If you if you lose at any point, you play the same amount of games. So that's that's where I'm not sure that it matters necessarily. I just feel like from a, from a psyche standpoint, as much as anything, the longer you can stay out of the loser's bracket, the longer you can stay away from that lose-and-go-home scenario... The better there's a little, off you're there's a little be. less, yeah. There's a little less stress, uh, other than you know playing Tennessee in the second round. Uh, should the Vols beat Alabama State tonight? <laughs> you you do need to throw that caveat in there. Listen, I'm not I'm not counting anybody out, especially Alabama State. They they if nothing else, they win the swag a lot. <laughs> I mean, they do. 
They win the swag a lot. You just feel like Alabama State kind of falls into the same category as the other 63 teams or 62 teams in this tournament and that I don't know that anybody is going to see the arms that Tennessee can throw at you. No. I mean, they can't see them all tonight, but I mean, just the the velo that they bring with them is is different than anybody else. We're going to talk to Joe Joe Ricksrode of The Athletic here in the next segment, but he's got an article up today, and again, this team has led the country in ERA and home runs. They're both the best pitching and best hitting team in the country. In the country. That's I mean, the thing. And it's, it's just hard to imagine, certainly, them not getting out of Knoxville and beyond. But, again, Campbell has put themselves in position to play them. Yes, they have, because they just won. 15-8? 15-8 is the final. So, I mean, the reason I, I think the moral to this story is you have to win the game in front of you. Yeah. You you can't manage the entire tournament at one time. You you got you got to win the one. The most important game is the one you're getting ready to play. And you know, again, Danny Hall has won a lot more games than I have, but you know, high risk, high reward. They lost this one. Well, on more than one front. I, I you know, you come in and you're the one of the top home run hitting teams in the country in a ballpark that. Plays what a home, home runs. runs. You know, you feel like if we can just get a decent outing out of our pitching staff, we should be able to win this game. Well, they didn't. They didn't. So that that there's your there's your problem. Right. So All it right. is what it is. Uh, the reason I brought that up is because speaking of home runs, Tommy White, who led the nation of freshmen in home runs for North Carolina State, has entered the transfer portal. A lot of folks think he's going to Florida State, but. He could certainly find his way to Knoxville, uh, potentially. I mean, I'm not sure why you wouldn't want to play in Knoxville right now for uh, what is shaping up to be one of the better programs in the country. Uh, but Well, I'm going to just tell you, for Kavaris Tears' sake, I hope he doesn't wind up in Knoxville. I hear you. So. Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, I feel like KT could – Still find find a way. I'd like to think he's going to be able to get on the field next year. So I I, I really do. Um, uh, it's it's odd though, and I I've got into a Twitter discussion with some folks earlier today regarding the Tommy White situation. I mean, again, this is a guy that led the country in home runs as a freshman, and he's in the transfer portal. I mean, why? Why? That is a it's a good question. Why? Um. Anyway, Phil Knight is thinking about buying the Portland Trailblazers. He and one of the co-owners of the Los Angeles Dodgers are in discussions. So. If Phil Knight is thinking about buying something, it's, I would think it's bought. I don't guess they have to sell it to him. Well, um, if they're going to sell it, though, I mean, if, if ever money is no object or a phrase, an applicable phrase, it would be to... Bill Knight, I would think. No question. Yeah. So, yeah, good. It would be interesting to see that happen. He owns everything else in Oregon, doesn't he? Basically. Except the Beavers. Does not care for those. Doesn't like Beavers at all. They wear Nike, though, don't they? 
You know what? I don't know if they do, but I, if they do, they shouldn't. Right? <laughs> if they do, why do they? Why? Yeah. 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 Oh, let's uh, let's take a break. Joe Rex Road is searching his alt channels to try and find the the Vanderbilt game right now and can't do it. So we'll try to help him figure it out on the other side of the break right here on Main Street Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bon & Joy. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931 388 8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931 388 5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint on this Friday edition as we have just a couple segments to go. It's going to be a fantastic weekend. Looking forward to it and hope you guys are enjoying your beautiful Friday. Have uh, have you guys done the math yet and called Bernard Childress about how many days he has left? 26 days, yeah. one hour and 57 minutes. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to yesterday's show. In particular, his uh, interview. Great interview, by the way. <laughs> the, JP's ever snorting. No, I don't know where that came from. I never <laughs> snort. <laughs> Lord, thank God it's Friday. Amen to that. Thank God it's Friday. And thank God these uh, the, the NCAA baseball tournament is underway, and boy, is it um, getting crazy already. <laughs> game number one. Didn't take long, did it? Yeah, game number one, Oklahoma just drilling Liberty, by the way. 
So there's that. Apparently they called up the softball team and got some pointers on hitting <laughs> because they are absolutely doing that right now. But to talk about it, while he channel surfs to find the Vanderbilt game, <laughs> he'll talk to us. And that is Joe Rexford of The Athletic. And Are, are we on a, on a delay? Because if he's searching for Vanderbilt and having a tough time, I mean, is he going to be able to continue? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he can find it. <laughs> he, he can switch the channels and, and, and talk at the same time. I feel like he has uh, that capability. Joe, what's going on, man? Well, actually, I got to thank Lauren High on Twitter because it's on ESPN News. So there you go. Thanks, Twitter. So it's, it's There you go. Thanks, Twitter. Scheduled for uh, ESPN New, but ESPN New, ESPN U, <laughs> but that's uh, Wake Forest UConn in a, in a barn burner right now. So there you go. Wake Forest UConn. Because when I think of college baseball, I always think of Wake Forest and UConn. At first, I thought he said Utah, and that would have made more sense. But no, UConn. That yeah, I'm 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 out there. Arkansas is beating Grand Canyon. Classic though, so. rivalry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, obviously, you'll be keeping an eye on um the the goings on in Knoxville later tonight between number one national seed Tennessee and Alabama State in in the opener over there. But um, Joe, a great piece earlier today on the Athletic regarding that number one nationally seeded volunteer team and the history that they're kind of fighting against. Yeah. Well, thanks Mo. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, it's that uh, one guy said he was a hack, so I don't know. <laughs> there was one guy. That's all I saw. There's always one I'm guy. Called, I'm called much worse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yes. And he also said that every, basically every single Tennessee win is a result of luck this year. If I read him accurately. So that's a, that is an incredible run of luck for the, uh, for the balls. But, every uh, break, every but break yeah. went their way. Yeah. I'd rather be every lucky than good, break. I guess. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. It's just amazing to me. I think actually the first person I heard this from this week was Aria Gerson, who, uh, is doing a really good job, by the way, covering Vanderbilt baseball for the Tennessean. Um, she was tweeting at me because I, I had like a tweet about, you know, balls in the field. And she was like, you know, the last one seed to win it was Miami 99. I'm like, is that true? And I was like, gosh, it is. Like they went to the 64 team field in 99. So they, then that's the year they started, you know, eight national seeds. And that's the only time the one has won it, which I think is pretty wild. I mean, some years the one and the three and the five may be indistinguishable so you gotta keep that in mind but some years that's not the case this year that's not the case and it's just pretty amazing to think that you know it's eight times more likely in this 22 tournament sample size for for a one seed to not get to omaha than to win say that again well so eight, so eight of the twenty-two one seed. I said it's eight times more likely. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. I may be taking a liberty with the with the with the numbers, but I mean, based on what we've seen, you know, eight of the one seeds have Didn't not get made there. it to uh, Omaha. And one, one is one. And one yeah. of those, of course, was was yeah. And one of those was, of course, Vanderbilt in 07, <sighs> losing to uh, Michigan in the regional. So yeah, you just had so, to yeah, you just had to remind still, us the the Allen Oaks. <laughs> Allen Oaks is still alive and well, huh? He's, that's right, Alan Oaks. Yeah, 
yep. uh, stunning, you know? And uh, so, yeah, the idea was basically, is there, I mean, you know, is there anything, is, are there any common threads? Is there anything that, you know, these guys would tell the Tennessee team? And it's, it's what you would expect in terms of advice. Like, just, you know, just keep doing your, doing your thing and, um, you know, and, and, uh, and, and keep your routine the same. And, um, you know, I don't think, I think it's good for the balls that last year they, they had that first game craziness, you know, which they emerged from, they had kind of a rough trip to Omaha. They've got some experience in that team now that kind of has been through some of these pressure moments. This team and the way they go about their business, Joe, I mean, it, it just feels like to me that if anybody is going to be immune to pressure, maybe it's this bunch just because they they are so loose. Yeah, I'm with you. I think I think that's uh, I think it's a useful thing. No, no question. Uh, they have a ton of fun. Now, granted, it's it's even more fun when you're up ten two in the fourth. You know, I mean, it makes it easy to have fun. Um, so and I still think they're going to be coming up against some, some real, you know, tough moments in this tournament at some point. And it's just, it's just hard to believe they're going to absolutely uh, mop the floor with everyone they see. But I agree with you. I think that they have a, they have a clear closeness. I know some people don't like, you know, some of the stuff that they do. And uh, I get that. Uh, but to me, it also speaks to how close they are, how tight they are. And how they really don't like, I think it, it's from Tony Vitello down, like, um, don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take this too seriously. It's supposed to be fun. Um, and if there's a little trash talk along the way, I mean, I think they have a couple guys like Drew Gilbert in particular, that's just like, that's how they gear up, you know, like between the lines, they are just dogged competitors. There's no, I, I mean, it's kind of like you talked about in, in that article with, the 2014 Vanderbilt team that had seen some adversity. This team really hasn't faced much. And when it has, it hasn't really gone well. <laughs> so how do they, how do they figure it out from here? And that's, that's, that's going to be the big question. Um, I, I'm obviously being the one seed makes it supposed to make it a little bit easier, but certainly hasn't been the case over, over the history of this tournament. So, um, after seeing what you saw in that early game against Georgia Tech and, and Campbell, uh, you know, like Mo said in the, in the last segment, you, you got to win the game that's in front of you. So the best way to win this tournament is just win the next game. Yeah, exactly. And, and but those fighting camels look pretty, uh, pretty good. Roll you know, humps, right? To Georgia Tech. Uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's the thing. And it's interesting with that because I know like some Vanderbilt fans were hoping Tim Corbin would not start Carter Holton today. Um, because you know, there are coaches who think in terms of, okay, you gotta, you gotta try to expect to be in like the, the, the good winner's bracket game Saturday. That's what you save your ace for. But, you know, Corbin, for example, I mean, he's totally – he's like, you got to win. You got to win. And, of course, this Vanderbilt team has to look at that at it that way anyway. But he said, all across the board, he's stopped doing that. It's like, win the next game. Whatever the next game is, who's my best chance? Okay. You know, the good thing for the Vols is, uh, you know, they're going with uh, Tidwell, 
and then they're going to go Dolander tomorrow. Um, and then I'm not sure if they win, win, if it would be Chase Burns or Drew Beam. But the thing, but the thing is, they have a, a an ace level weekend, high level weekend starter to be long relief if they don't stumble at all. You know, not to mention really good arms that are normally in the bullpen. So, I mean, they are uh, they are to me built for this kind of weekend, and then they're built for the super regional kind of weekend and for you know, for a, a grueling ten days in Omaha, that I mean, that pitching depth and just pitching in general doesn't—I don't think gets enough attention for them just because they mash the ball so much. You know, um, as you mentioned it, Joe. I mean, again, they got four arms to win three games this weekend. You know, theoretically, and this is a team that, as dominant as they've been through the regular season and through the SEC, they may be built for the postseason from a pitching depth standpoint but you mentioned Vanderbilt and Carter Holton starting this game tonight against San Diego and and I guess my question is is Carter Holton Vanderbilt's number one at this point or is it Chris McIlvain or is or how do they perceive those two guys at the top well I mean based on recent performance Carter Holton um, had 24 straight scoreless innings you know all against SEC teams of course, now he just gave up a run, though it's not. I was gonna say fault. that's that's over now. It's two, one, yeah, it's one errors. nothing. Mm-hmm. One nothing, San Diego. We'll see. <laughs> N- nothing on him. It looks like it's at least two errors in there. Um, but but anyway, I, I would say right now it's Holton. You know, even though he's a freshman, I mean he's been pitching a lot better than McIlvain of late. I mean, obviously with McIlvain, you know, I mean he's he's a very good pitcher, very capable. Um, you know, Devin Fatrell. I think is is a has been the midweek guy. I think he's really good. I think he's going to have a big role this weekend. You know, they need. I mean, they need Patrick Riley and and Christian Little. I mean, they they need those guys who I think have a lot of talent, really good stuff. They need them to have their best. If they could get all those guys kind of back how they were pitching before the LSU series, then I think they could really they could get out of this weekend. They could get the supers. It just whatever the heck happened when LSU came into town, it's like everything, like the like four wheels fell off at once almost, and they're trying to, you know, get back uh, to how they were playing before that. It's tough to have a no-hitter going and already be down one nothing. <laughs> that's, that's rough. <laughs> Not right ideal. That, that is rough, but, uh, yeah, no question. Joe Rexrode of The Athletic here joining us. I I don't know if if you guys have anything else on the College World Series, but I I do have I do want to go to a secondary subject at some point. Uh, so you guys feel free. Okay, uh, how likely is it that 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 Nashville gets this WNBA team? I think uh, I think there's a strong uh, possibility. You know, I really do. I, I, and you know, uh, really good job uh, of reporting. Um, by our Chantel Jennings, um, and I know she's been working on it a long time, and I don't think it's a coincidence. And I talked with her a little bit about this last week, but I don't think it's a coincidence that Nashville is the first store, uh, uh, city listed in her piece. Um, so, you know, it, it's still early. There's still a lot. If you if you read the story, it's an extensive story. It goes pretty in-depth on, you know, WNBA's financial situation and everything, and there's still a lot of things that are up in the air and uncertain, but I think if things proceed the way the league wants them to, and if, if Nashville, uh, if there's a strong, 
you know, a strong bid made and everything, I, I think there's a, a, a good chance. And I think it makes sense. I think it makes a huge amount of sense just given the the history of women's basketball in this state and in this yep. in this region. I, I think it makes perfectly good sense that, that if they're going to expand to non NBA cities in particular, that Nashville would be certainly on the list and probably at the top of the list. Like you said, in this article here, they are the first um city mentioned and, and again I just think it makes perfectly good sense i i think yeah, i think it's and, exactly uh, what's going to happen is that if they're going to expand to a non-nba city that nashville's got to be it yeah no i i think so too and and then, then it would be interesting you know the 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 the, the venue uh question would be interesting um you know you could make a case for you know municipal or or Bridgestone, um, but I, I don't know I don't know how you guys feel about that. I can see a case made both ways, but there are at least our options, you know. And uh, um, I think the city would would I think there'd be a great chance for some really good support for that team. You know, Joe, with the age that there is on municipal, might. Might either um, Allen Arena at Lipscomb or the Curb Center at Belmont might they be in play? Mm-hmm. I like the Curb Center. Yeah, that's sure. a, that's a because yeah. I, I would. I mean, I like the Curb Center a lot too. I just think in terms of capacity, one of those might be a better option than than Bridgestone and. Again, given given the age of municipal auditorium and everything that goes with that, might be a better option than municipal. Yeah. Uh, so so curb, you got about five thousand. That's that's a question, and I'm not sure on this. Like, do they have like sort of a minimum requirement in the league uh, in terms of you know capacity for for arenas? I'm not sure on that, mm-hmm. but uh, but I I think curb that makes a ton of sense. Thank you. Yeah, so municipal is what, just a little shy of 10,000? I yeah. think it is. I think it's nine plus, but it was also built, I think, in the mid to late 60s. So, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure yeah. how attractive an option it is from that standpoint right now. I, I don't know what's going on. What's what's taking place at municipal these days? Chris, you'd probably know better. Buddy, there is very little. I mean, especially. I, Trading cards, sports trading card, you know, sure. <laughs> and things like that. There's, here's here, here's what I've got for you. Uh, College Park, Dallas Wings, seven thousand seats. The Gateway Center in Atlanta, they play in thirty five hundred. So clearly, thirty five hundred okay. is the yeah. minimum at this point, which curb would at least meet or exceed. So there you go. Yeah, I I think it's a, a that could that could be really good. I just thought it was a, a really interesting piece on the athletic like like you said and I, I mean Nashville seems to be a place where organizations like this can succeed so I'm looking forward to it I think I think it's gonna be great uh Joe Rex wrote of the athletic joining us here and we appreciate your time as always man and uh looking forward to talking to you again good luck on this weekend I know you're going to be in front of the TV trying to figure out what to watch all weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. And heading to plan to go to Knoxville Sunday. Um, 
for what I think would be one game by Tennessee. But well, there's hey, only there's only maybe, one on Sunday, two. right? The championship is on uh, Sunday, no, but the if if necessary is on the sixth. So it's on Monday. Well, no. I thought that there was wouldn't there isn't there still a losers bracket game? I guess you're there right. There may no, be a losers bracket be. game yeah, on Sunday, right. but I know that the championship is the if necessary is on Monday, so hopefully Tennessee won't have to play two if there is two. <laughs> that's that's the hope, is what you're saying. I think we lost him. I think we just lost our uh, early game uh, at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. So there is an early game. Losers bracket finals. Yeah. Exactly. And then if the losers bracket winner beats like Tennessee in theory, then then they would play Monday. Gotcha. Yeah. So you should be a lot of pitching to use. You you should be okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway. We appreciate it, man. Take care, and uh, we'll see you down the road. That is Joe Rexroad of The Athletic. Uh, Mo, before we get out of here on this particular subject, the SEC, according to John Talty, hasn't reached an agreement in principle for the Southeastern Conference Baseball Tournament to remain in Hoover at least for the next two seasons. So the fact that they just keep doing this for two years – is a little frustrating and a little I, I don't I think they really want to come to Nashville. I don't know what the holdup is. The fact that Hoover built four entire baseball fields the exact dimensions of the Hoover Met because the SEC asked them to. For what? I mean I, I don't Because know. the SEC asked them for four practice fields the exact dimensions of the Hoover Met and they built them. So to just keep giving them a little bit here, a little bit there, just to see how much more they'll do, that's BS. Either make a commitment or don't. The city of Hoover has made a commitment to the Southeastern Conference. The Southeastern Conference is not living up to that commitment. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to it. And that's their backyard, as you know. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, that's their home base. It doesn't make any sense. Make a decision or leave. It would be cool to see him in Nashville, though. Would it be great? Absolutely. But, but that's the holdup, is they just keep giving them just enough to see how far they'll go to keep it. They keep proving they deserve it, I guess. Hard to argue that. They keep proving that say. they're willing to spend the money to mm-hmm. keep it. Yeah. But that doesn't, I mean, no more people are going to show up to First Horizon Park than do the Hoover Met mainly because there's the same amount of seats. <laughs> so, no, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, we'll be back after this. Stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. 
And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. Final segment of this Friday edition of Main Street Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Fellas... We got five minutes. What y'all doing this weekend? Well, whatever y'all are doing is probably more exciting than whatever I'm doing. So I'll. Well, I got I, I got I got a wedding on Sunday. I'm apparently doing some umpiring on. Ooh, look at mm. you! Uh, Hope you don't have to, you know, take a ten minute break <laughs> in the middle of the first <laughs> inning. <laughs> And I certainly hope that Grassland isn't one of the teams you have to umpire. I'll not be umpiring in Grassland, but I don't know where the teams will come from or who they will be. But I, matter of fact, no, I, I take that back. I hope it is Grassland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope it is. Mm-hmm. I would, I would pay. I will come and watch the. If if most says Grassland is playing and it's a twelve u game, I'm I'm gonna go to wherever he's at. <laughs> who was it? Was it Steve Harvey? Or was it Cedric the Entertainer that talked about? I wish. Wish. Yeah, it's the wish creed. Yeah. That's uh, that's Cedric. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's us, bro. Three and four. Three, three and four. Mm-hmm. I wish. Yeah, I hope nothing goes wrong. <laughs> no, we wish. <laughs> we wish. Anyway, no. So it's uh, a little umpiring is never a bad thing. You make a little cash. I got I got paid today from my last uh umpiring gig so and was just texted to see if i was available on tuesday or thursday of next week and i gave an affirmative because i got nothing better to do now that there's no high school sports to cover in the evening so well on tuesday i will be covering um post 19 seniors scott beasley's season opener at columbia state we should have an article on the weekend on the nicknameless post 19 seniors and their upcoming season. Um, the nicknameless, huh? Yeah, they have no nickname. They're just. They've never had one, right? They've never had one. And that's by design now, I assume, right? Uh, it is. It is. They have resisted attempts to yeah. place nicknames okay. upon them. Sure. So it is what it is. 
um, before our umpire on Sunday, Saturday, there's an event. And again, we've had an article in Main Street Murray on MainStreetPreps.com. Um, beach wrestling. Yeah. The USA Wrestling Organization has sanctioned a beach oh. wrestling tournament. Not the Buccaneers. Like Sand Beach. B-E-A. Gotcha. I, at first, okay. I was like, why do we care about beach wrestling? But now I get it. <laughs> okay. I, I he was, was thinking, with, he was I with was me. With yeah. I was like, okay. There will know. be a wrestling event held at Hyden Beach, B-E-A-C-H. Gotcha. There you go. Beach volleyball facility in Spring Hill starting at noon tomorrow. Um, registration closed last night, so if you're not signed up, you're not wrestling. Okay, so wrestling on sand. Wrestling on sand. So they just have like a circle in, exactly. instead of a mat. It's it, in sand. Exactly. Interesting. It's and it's um, I and I've never seen it, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Huh. Very very fast paced. First wrestler to three points wins. Okay. You get a point if you force your opponent out of the ring. Gotcha. You get a point for a takedown. And if you take your opponent down directly to his back or her yeah. back, because there will be females, girls, okay. women as well, then that's three points. And it's well, automatic win. Uh, exactly. Automatic. Yeah. Ooh. That's a, a Mike Tyson KO. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. TKO. There you go. Every, every man got a plan. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So again, twelve o'clock tomorrow. That starts over at Hyden Beach, which is um adjacent to Hustle Factory on Joe P Road over yeah, at Spring Hill. The only thing about that, you know, for the wrestlers, that sand tends to <laughs> get in some places. And imagine that you don't rust- necessarily want sand to rust- be wrestling around wrestling, not wrestling, wrestling but literally wrestling. Yep. W R E S T L I N G, not not wrestling. Well, no, and I was I was more like rustling, like you oh, rustle, rustle yeah, around. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were hitting them all, but uh, yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Like yeah. I said, I've never seen it before, so right. it'll be different. We'll see how it goes. I I mean, I don't know, JP, your plans? Uh, I, I don't have a whole lot other than um this evening heading back to Lynchburg. He, he's still recovering from last weekend. Yeah, I'm speaking of the beach. Um, yeah, still trying to get out of this vacation brain. Um. But you know, uh, going back over to uh, Lynchburg this evening for uh, another uh, live concert recording. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Get some good barbecue over there at the barbecue caboose. Uh, and as far as the weekend, uh, probably just chilling on the porch. We we did pick up some um, some seafood from uh, down coastal way, and so we're planning on uh, trying to cook some of that uh, before it goes bad on us. But I'm looking forward to it. Got some, got some grouper fillets, little crawfish. It's crawfish season, so we got some crawfish. We we had crawfish. Little little royal reds. We had crawfish. Did you get some at uh, while you're in the borough? We did. Good deal. It was fantastic as always. always. That always makes it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. And we there. met a lady from Mount Pleasant. So okay, All right. there's that. <laughs> Elaine. Well, well, her family is sharp and chavers. Chavers. Okay. Yeah. 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 So if you if you're if you're familiar with the Chavers down in Mount Pleasant, we, we, we know Elaine. We met Elaine. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, very charming lady. It, that was fun. She she was in fact. Uh, did you ever find out if your dad knows her? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I'm not talking to my dad all week. Oh man, nuts. Well, you, yeah. You had to find out. She she apparently worked for uh, the railroad. Okay. 
Now, did she know who the two of you were? Oh, no, no, no. no. I had no idea who we were. She does now, though. She, uh, yeah. she does, and, and we know who she is. I was is. wondering if your reputation had preceded you. Shh. No. Try to keep that low, right? Thank goodness. Uh-huh. Thank goodness it had not. Uh, <laughs> all right, folks. Come back Monday. We've got a full week next week, and I'm not sure we're going to make it. <laughs> yeah, we got to work five days. Um, we do expect to have newly named Trevecca women's basketball coach Karen Booker on the show on Monday. So um, check back with us Good on guess. that. We have yet to secure a second guest, but we'll get somebody. Probably somebody to talk about this uh, one of these baseball series. Maybe so. Whether Tennessee or Vanderbilt or both. That'd work. So we've got plenty to get to. And women's then, World Series next week. Women's College World Series continues yep. throughout the weekend, and the championship series is on Wednesday. We'll have uh, Marin Angus Combs on Tuesday, so along with our typical guest of Chip Walters. So, got a lot. To, it's going to be great. It's going to be a great week. So, come back with us two o'clock uh, Monday through Friday next week. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us all week long. Looking forward to more next time. So, for JP, I'm Chris Yao. Mo, ladies and gentlemen. The weekend. <laughs>